Good evening, Commandos. You're listening to Rooster, and just Rooster. Uh, you see, I just saw Rise of Skywalker, Squiggles has not, and I thought that timely reviews are probably better than anything else. And I wanted to wait until at least a week uh, had gone by so that, you know, uh, everyone has a chance to see the movie, you guys get a chance to watch it, and then kind of listen to this uh, super, super spoilery review. And without that, I mean, let's talk about it. Rise of Skywalker. Holy fuck, am I right? <clears throat> I really liked it overall. Um, the issue I have with Rise of Skywalker is it had to spend so much of its runtime trying to fix the issues that Last Jedi had. And... I, there's nothing I like more than when a movie acknowledges that there was a problem previously and it uh, fixes it in a way. And this movie, in essence, gave Ryan Johnson, I felt, the biggest middle fucking finger I have ever seen when Ray goes to chuck the lightsaber into the burning fucking TIE fighter and the ghost of Luke catches it and goes, you know, that's no way to treat the weapon of a Jedi. And I'm like, fuck yes, because that's not what Luke would have done, in, I don't think. I don't think Episode 8 should have had Luke toss that lightsaber. Now, we can talk about all the issues we have with Episode 8, because quite honestly, I really liked it when I saw it, and then the more I watched it and the more I thought about it, the less I liked Episode 8. And I was very concerned with where the franchise was heading. Watching Episode 9, though, I do feel it sticks the landing. I, I feel it's a bit wobbly, but it does stick the landing. Unfortunately, the damage was done, and this trilogy is very tarnished. So, but just looking at Episode Nine as its own standalone movie, I was like, "Fuck, man, that's really enjoyable. Like, it stands out really well. A little disjointed at the beginning, which, if I'm being honest, that's kind of one of the problems I had with Avengers Endgame. Is I felt the first like 15, 20 minutes were a little like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then after that, it settles into a really good role. I felt the pacing was fun, and it worked out really well. Because this movie opens, obviously, with Kylo fighting and fighting, and you're like, who the fuck is he fighting? Wait, what's happening? Wait, Palpatine sent a fucking message out so everyone knows, oh, what? Huh? And then he finds this fucking Sith Wayfinder, and he goes off to the fucking Sith homeworld, which is like fucking Ecuador or some shit like that. I don't remember. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember the fucking name. I just saw the goddamn movie, and I'm already like, oh, it was uh, fucking whatever. So he goes off to the Sith homeworld, and he meets fucking Palpatine, and Palpatine's like, I have these fucking ships. Which, I guess a big question is always going to be, there's no shipyard there. How did he build ships? But fuck it, he's got a bunch of them, and that's pretty cool. So you've got this happening, and then he's like, you know, you just need to kill the girl. Well, I don't even know who she is. That girl is. And then they cut, obviously, to where Ray is, and or uh, I think it's a posing, and then you get Ray later. But anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I really enjoyed it. Going through it, I think that they really played up the potential, the bromance and the fan-wanted romance between Finn and Poe. There were a lot of times that I felt they're just giving each other looks, and I felt like Poe would just fuck anything that was in that movie. Like, it's, uh, the entire time, I'm just like, man, Poe is gonna fuck something. I don't know who, and I don't know what, but he is gonna fuck something. Even to the end of the movie, when he's looking at Zuri, like, yeah, baby, you wanna go? No? I'll find somebody else. It's a celebration right now. Which I think is kind of fun, because that's when his parents hooked up, was after the, uh, after the Battle of Endor. And if you don't know that, you can go back and read Shattered Empire, a great comic series that really has nothing to do with this, but something I know. And I mean, Endor was there. The uh, ruins of the second Death Star were really cool. I guess if you think about it, like, yeah, the Death Star had to fucking land somewhere. It would be out in the Endor system. So that was pretty cool. Um, I, I guess we all just assumed it would have been the forest moon of Endor. Instead, it wasn't. It was just some random chunk of fucking and some random moon of Endor. But I thought it looked really cool. The wave thing was kind of cool. Uh, I mean, and again, this movie just did things to uh, get people places. 
And not that that's a problem, but it did do that. So there's times when you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Uh, especially the moment when Finn has to get from the shore all the way out, you know, to the fucking uh, ruined Death Star. He's hanging out with that chick. I don't remember her name. Did she say a name? I don't know. She was a former, like, stormtrooper, which I was like, man, that's really cool. And that's another thing that I'm like, man, I wish we would have explored these plot points a little bit more. Like, this entire group of people is fucking former stormtroopers. Well, shit, that's really interesting. But we're just going to kind of throw that under the carpet because we don't have enough runtime because we had to fix a lot of other problems. So that was a bit of a bummer. I think I read somewhere that she was supposed to be the daughter of Lando Calrissian. And like the end where you're like, oh, maybe, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not going to confirm that. I, I think I read it was when I was trying to avoid spoilers. and was like, you're not going to believe that. And I was like, ah, shit, avoid, avoid, avoid. But I mean, I thought it was cool. Like, of course, the Jedi fucking won at the end of the movie. Like, of course, Ray fucking, you know, rebukes the dark side and fucking goes like full on good guy. Uh, the Force Lightning scene surprised the shit out of me. I don't know if you guys were expecting that. I sure the fuck wasn't. So I was like, holy fuck, she's got Force Lightning? And yet again, we had Rey being able to do all of these, like, mystical, magical Jedi and Sith powers that we haven't, that, like, she hasn't trained for before. Which, like, oh, man. Like, could she be a gray Jedi? Like, I thought that had been really fucking interesting. I mean, at the end of the movie, she's got a yellow lightsaber, and that was pretty fucking cool. Something you don't really see. So I'm like, all right, I can dig that. I can dig that. Don't really dig at the end of the movie. She goes back to Tatooine to bury a bunch of lightsabers. Like, why bury lightsabers there? Like, Luke's maybe, but, like, Leia's saber? What the fuck? Like, Leia doesn't give a shit about Tatooine. Go throw it in the chunk of space where Alderaan used to be or something. I don't know. But whatever. And taking on the name Sky Skywalker at the end, I think, all right, I can dig that. Like, that's kind of cool. You can be you can be a Skywalker. I mean, better than Palpatine, right? Ray Palpatine. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there were some moments then, uh, like I said, throughout the movie, we were like, all right, so Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. All right. I, I guess, like, I've watched a lot of the can a, a lot of the stuff, and I don't remember Palpatine having a kid. Like, maybe he did, and I just totally missed it. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely possible. <coughs> but <clears throat> who knows? Who knows, man? Yeah, it just happens. Like, this movie, I mean, the pacing, I really enjoyed the pacing because it gave us a lot of action very quickly. But at the same time, it also was like, you know, it felt like you were on a flaming roller coaster that was only going downhill at times and doing loops. Like, the only time you could really breathe was really, all right, all right, we're back on a downslope. <gasps> oh, shit, loop, loop, loop. And it was fun. It was just like, I don't know, man, it felt like a fucking, it felt like a whirlwind. And, like, at one point, I think, uh, I, I was like, you can always tell, like, how interested I am by a movie by when I check my watch. And I think I checked my watch about an hour and a half into the movie. So I'm like, all right, there's about an hour to go. It's been an hour and a half. And I was like, it doesn't feel like an hour and a half. And that both felt like a good thing and did not feel like a good thing. I was like, fuck. I still have an hour left of this. All right. But in the end, like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy 30 minutes of fucking trailers. That was fucking annoying as shit. Like, there were an exact, at least for my theater viewing, there were 30 fucking minutes of trailers. And I was like, God damn, dude, I was pissed. But that's not really that fault. That's fucking Disney's fault for making bad fucking choices on that one. But overall, I mean, I thought the movie was cool. Uh, Babu Freak was an interesting character. The C3PO stuff was really nice. I felt like it really redeemed. Nah, maybe you don't need to redeem the character. But I felt like it gave C-3PO a really good story arc. And then just the fact, like, I mean, I was always wondering what was going to happen when you had that scene. You know, it's like, I'm taking one last look at my friends from the trailer. I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to kill C-3PO. But, you know, and then it's like, oh, R2, he's incompetent. Fuck that guy. You know, so the fact that C-3PO made that sacrifice, I, I really enjoyed. Even if it was eventually, like, status quo completely reversed. 
I was down with. I thought it worked out really well. And then, I mean, it led to some great fucking jokes, you know, like later, like, Babu Freak, he's one of my oldest friends. I'm like, oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, and then, you know, R2 being able to save the day was nice. It's a little weird watching this movie that R2 was with Leia, uh, you know, the entire time when she hung out with Rey a lot in the second movie. And uh, well, I guess the eighth movie? I don't know. I don't know how we're going to fucking title these sometimes, guys. But so it's like, and then she was like, well, I'm going to hang out with, uh, I'm going to hang out with Leia now. Uh, Leia, obviously, Carrie Fisher, you know, uh, rest her soul, was, uh, I, I thought she was going to be more prominent in this movie, which concerned me. This still makes me feel like they should have killed off um, General Leia Organa in the last movie. Just because you're watching the movie and it's like she doesn't have much to do and they repurpose some scenes they had from the original movie, uh, from uh, Force Awakens, I guess. So you kind of be like, oh, this is where we'd have Carrie do and this is where, you know, like Leia would do. And I don't really understand her saving Ben at the end of the movie, uh, Kylo Ren, you know, Ben Solo. Because I didn't feel that it really, like for me, it didn't work. It didn't land. Like, I mean, I'm a parent, I have a kid, and I understand I wouldn't want my child to turn to the dark side, and I guess if I had this mystical force connecting us, which, I mean, I feel like I do, but that's a different story. You know, it's like, I I, I just, I don't, I, maybe there was more character development, more development with it. I'd be like, all right, cool, like, you know, like, because he didn't want to kill his mom in episode eight, which made, it was good, you know, and then like, oh, shit. And then like, you know, and then same way with this movie, it's like, well, Leia always kind of could do force things, but I guess... Finding out she went through, like, full Jedi training with Luke and then never fucking used any of it later on. I was like, wait a fucking minute here, dude. Like, this is this is something that feels like could have been a really cool plot point in Episode 7, Force Awakens. Like, maybe fucking Leia comes out and is just, like, a fucking badass with a lightsaber. Like, I get there, like, oh, she has to put her Jedi ways down, but I don't know. I mean, Finn got to use a lightsaber. He's not a Jedi, so, right? I don't know. Maybe that's just things that, like, I kind of, like, looking back, like, eh, I wish you'd have made that choice, or I wish we'd have had this opportunity. And maybe we would have. Maybe it would have been really cool. Maybe Leia would have stood with a fucking lightsaber at the end of this movie. I don't know, man. You know, who knows what the, what would happen with Carrie Fisher had survived. But unfortunately, we won't have that. We won't see what happened there. Uh, I did not fucking see any of the Harrison Ford shit coming. I didn't think there'd be a flashback. I didn't think there'd be, uh, you know, anything. So the fact that Harrison Ford showed up, even just as the memory or, you know, that kind of like ghost memory for Kylo Ren, I was like, oh, damn. And I mean, it wasn't much and he didn't really have to act much. He just kind of had to sit there like, Ben, I'm here, boy. But I thought it was really powerful and I thought it worked out really well. I really enjoyed that. I almost and I, they couldn't have done it because Carrie passed away. I think it would have been so much more powerful if it could have had both of his parents who had passed at that point there. So, and that's, again, this isn't the movie's fault. Carrie Fisher passed away, unfortunately, but I think it would have been a really interesting, and I think that scene could have been even more emotional and even more powerful there. Uh, I mean, some other, some other weird things with the movie, uh, I, I don't understand why they had like random force powers. Like, I, I feel like they just keep giving force powers to people like, ah, we're going to do these force powers now. Uh, in that, I mean, like, we've seen Baby Yoda heal things in Mandalorian. So I guess I'm like, all right, that's not so crazy to have that, like, Ray can do, like, the healing. I'm like, all right, that's cool. <coughs> and, but it's like, okay, Ray can do this now. Okay, Ray can do this now. And, like, this force connection between Kylo and Ray means they can pass shit off, apparently. Which I really didn't dig. I didn't like that in the least. I also, I don't know if I feel like Kylo should die at the end of the movie. 
I was like, all right, so, and I don't know if I should call him Kylo or Ben at that point, so I'm just going to keep going with Kylo, because that's kind of how we've known him for the past couple movies. And I think Adam Driver did a really good job. I think he was very admirable. I think it was like, all right, Adam, good job, man. Like, I've enjoyed his Kylo Ren throughout the movies. He may have been a bit of a big bitch and a big, like, you know, and throwing some tantrums and shit, but I really enjoyed the character, and I, I really liked the bad guy. I don't think he'd stack well against, like, a Vader, but I really enjoyed what Kylo Ren brought to the table. I wish we'd have fleshed out the Knights of Ren a little bit more because I felt like they were just some weird dudes who honestly, the best we, the best comparison I came up with in my head so far is they reminded me a lot of the Reavers from fucking Firefly. Like their spaceship looks kind of rugged and it looks like it's leaving a diesel fuel trail. And I'm just like, that's like the Reaver ship from Firefly. And then, they're, you know, they're, and they got like big fucking like, it looks like a giant knife. It doesn't look like a sword. He's got like a big knife and a mace and shit. So I'm like, who are the Knights of Ren? What do these people do? And I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. Um, I think the uh, the answer at the end of the movie when it's like, you know, well, you know, people are still listening and people still look for hope and people want hope. You know, it's not the rebellion. It's just people. And I think that is a great metaphor for what the rebellion has always been in Star Wars. Uh, you know, it's it's never been just one entity. It's always been the people standing against tyranny, the people rebelling against this horrible empire, against what they believe to be, you know, evil ideals. And so the fact that Lando Calrissian was able to just rally so many people, I really enjoyed. I, I mean, the end of the movie, again, it was a very Firefly-esque moment. Like, whenever, you know, they're crashing and they're like, oh, shit, like when they're fly, uh, flying inside, what was it, Miranda, I think, at the end of Firefly? And then you've got all of these fucking, you know, just ships just tailing along. I was like, oh, my God. It just it felt like there were just a couple moments that I really was like, I feel like J.J. really liked Firefly. At least I did. So I don't know, some throwbacks to Joss Whedon, I guess. Uh, I mean, so the movie was fun. As a trilogy, I don't know if I can say this was perfect. Um, actually, there's, I definitely can say it wasn't perfect. It didn't work for me on a bunch of levels because of episode eight. I think because of the failures that were episode eight, uh, we see that John that uh, that JJ should have allowed should have kept the full trilogy. He did not make a solid choice as a showrunner, him and Kathleen Kennedy, uh, in picking Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson ran what could have been a wholly acceptable, if not great, trilogy into the ground. Because Force Awakens, I think, is a really good movie. I think Force Awakens, while it steals so much of what it is from, you know, A New Hope. That's I, I didn't mind that. I like the fan service. Same way in this movie. At the end of the movie, Chewie gets a fucking battle of Yavin metal. You know, fucking Maz Kanata's like, Leia would have wanted Leia wanted you to have this. Like, goddamn, man, fucking 42 years later, and he finally gets that medal. Or in this timeline, God, it'd probably be what, 50 some, almost 60 years after that? I'm trying to think. God, uh, it's like 30 years. So probably about 40 years. <laughs> but Chewie finally gets his fucking medal for, you know, defending Yavin and the rebel base against the Death Star. And I was like, it's about fucking time. And the fact that it felt like people acknowledged Chewie as a, a living, breathing fucking entity and not like their pet space dog, I really enjoyed. Like, you know, it's like, oh shit, like Chewie has that emotional moment when he breaks down because, you know, it's like, what do you mean? You know, it's like, uh, Leia's gone. It's like, ah. like he hits the ground and, you know, it's like, oh shit, you know, he's got like, comforted a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, man, like fucking treat Chewie like he's a fucking important member of the team. Not like he's just like, well, that's our space dog that follows us on adventures. He lets us know if Han falls in a well. And I appreciated the fuck out of that. And it's something that I, I feel like we've maybe lost in some of the other movies and that we were able to gain back. And I, I liked that a lot. I really did. 
And I, I tell you another moment that I fucking, I just like, it almost made me tear up a little bit. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like maybe just a smidge it did was at the end where Ray is standing there and she's taking like that full fucking attack from Palpatine, you know? And it's like, you just hear all the fucking Jedi behind her, like, you know, fucking rise. And you get all the voices. You get fucking Liam Neeson's Qui-Gon, Sam Jackson's Mace. You get fucking Yoda and you get Ian McGregor and fucking Alec Guinness. And you get all of those fucking Jedi masters that came before her that like, I personally know and love. And like, these are for me, those are heroes. Like those are the idols that I have. And no matter what Star Wars has become or what people think it's become, I will always look at the fuck at like the fucking ideals of the Jedi. Like that has been something that has shaped my life and something that for me personally has been so fucking important. And like it's I mean, it's the ideals that I want to pass on to my son. Like be a good fucking person. Like it's okay to love. Like I'm not fucking down with all of the fucking ideas of the Jedi. But just the fact to have those Jedi masters and like something like that for me have been so important. You know, like, fucking rise, stand up, you are, you know, you can do this. And I was like, fuck, yes, like, they didn't give a shit that she was Palpatine's granddaughter. No one did. She was a fucking Jedi in that moment. And it's like, she was the fucking hero. Which, I mean, maybe it's a little fucking obvious to see coming. I mean, everyone, I, I believe everyone, all of us knew she was going to be the fucking hero. She was going to be a Jedi. No one thought she was going to fucking turn evil. And maybe they fucking were a little heavy-handed on the fucking, is she good or is she bad? Because they, they, they definitely were. I mean, they went a little more heavy-handed than they did with Luke. That's for fucking sure. But at the end of the fucking day, like, she was that fucking hero. And she fucking stood and she defeated the fucking Sith once and for fucking all. Until the next trilogy establishes the Sith are back. Because, fuck it, that's what they're going to do. Like, everyone knows how to get to the fucking Sith homeworld. So, like, everyone can fucking go there. And I, you know, it's like, who knows what kind of weird fucking Sithy artifacts they can get. Same way, who knows what kind of weird shit they can find on that spaceship they're fucking driving around in. It's like, I got all kinds of Jedi artifacts. Apparently, the dude's a Jedi hunter, so, I don't know, fucking see. So, I, I enjoyed the fuck out of the movie. I think that it could have been better. Um, and I think it would have been better if they didn't have to take so much runtime and dedicate it to fixing errors from the previous movie. You know, fucking Kylo saying, you know, you know, you are no one, but your parents were these, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, well, you know, we acknowledge we said this, but we made a mistake. We went back to fucking Luke's hovel and we're like, well, actually, there's a cool lightsaber here. It's fucking Leia's lightsaber. And that's fucking badass. <coughs> you know, we didn't have to fucking milk any space walrus for some weird milk. And that was nice. I didn't have to see my hero fucking pound that. I, I enjoyed that. And I mean, even fucking Luke's X-Wing and fucking, you know, Red 5. Like, I was like, yes, man, fucking Red 5, fucking, oh, I was, I was down, man, I was down. So, if you've been on the fence about it, well, hopefully you saw it before you got to this part, but if, if you listen to this fucking review and just the shit I enjoyed and didn't like, hopefully you, you decide you want to go see it. I do think that it's an ending. I think it's an, I think it's an okay ending. I think it could have been better, but it could have been a lot fucking worse. I think JJ took what he had and I think he was able to fucking kind of, he was able to salvage it. It does it feel a bit like a wreck. Well, you know, as a trilogy as a whole. Yes. I think as a, if you take this as a standalone sci-fi movie, it definitely works out really well. If you take this as a star Wars movie, that's where we start to have some problems, but overall I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say that this is a three out of five and I'm going to give the new trilogy. I think a three out of five. Um, definitely leaning more towards the fucking lower end of that three than the higher end of that three, but I'm going to give it a 3.5 overall 
because even for as many problems as episode eight had, episode seven, episode nine made me smile a lot. Episode fucking eight, it had some moments that I really enjoyed. And I mean, love it or hate it, I think that if you fucking didn't enjoy just the stunning salt world at the end of the movie, you're fucking lying. Or you're a cold, dead-hearted bastard. And Because that salt world was fucking cool. The fight was cool. The Luke shit at the end of episode 8 was fucking cool. Like, it sucked. But it was, you know, like, the fucking story-wise, it sucked. But visually, it was stunning. And I think it looked really nifty. And it was, it was really fun to watch. So, this may have not have done everything to make things right. And this may be the last Star Wars movie we get for a while. I know they're going to reboot it uh, eventually. Maybe not reboot it, but they're going to give us a different taste of it. I think Mandalorian is showing us that the way of Star Wars is in TV. I think it's going to be those unexplored corners. And I think it's going to be something that gets us as far the fuck away from the Jedi and the Sith battle as humanly possible. Because right now, I mean, there's been like, you know, Baby Yoda out there that's using the force, but there's no real connections to the Jedi or the Sith yet. And if that is how the TV series are able to go, the TV series will be the way for Star Wars to move into the future. It's going to be a chance for filmmakers to explore things. It's going to be a chance for us to explore things on a deeper level because, I mean, we're going to have we have nine hours of Mandalorian, eight hours of Mandalorian, something like that, roughly. So I think that's going to be the future of Star Wars. Uh, I don't know what the next trilogy is going to be. Uh, I know that Ryan Johnson supposedly is show running it. I hope that based on what happened in episode eight, they can his ass like they uh, like Benioff and Weiss fucking left and that we get if we're going to get another Star Wars movie. I hope that it takes place in a different part of the universe with different things. Give me some smugglers. Give me give me anything that's not Jedi and Republic related. Give me someone exploring for fucking, I don't know, like old shit, you know, give me old Republic. Maybe. I don't know. Give me some, give me a war movie about fucking shock troopers. Like that could be really interesting, but we need to stay out of this Jedi Sith battle. And I think that's where star Wars hopefully will be. And what it will be doing. I think that, you know, right now, we're in a decent place with Star Wars, and if this is the last movie, then, well, it's over. And, you know, it's something that I've lived with for 30 years, and I never thought would be over. And, you know, after, well, after thinking, like, oh, I'll never get more. The fact that now I'm like, God, I feel like it'll never be over. Maybe it is. I don't know. I guess we'll see what the box office take is and what Disney wants to do with it. But... Overall, you know, if you're, I'm sorry, I'm rambling at this point, but overall, if you're on the fence or, you know, like, yeah, you know, check it out. If you enjoy, if you did check it out, let me know what you thought. Um, I'll post uh, something on the Chrome Commando Facebook page that we can talk about that hopefully won't spoil it for other people. And, you know, feel free to drop me a line, you know, either at, you know, Facebook or at Instagram, maybe drop me an email at Chrome Commandos. <clears throat> at gmail.com I'll have a chance to answer that respond back we can talk about it a little bit more and I'm sure we'll talk about this a bit more probably in a month or two when Squiggles if and when Squiggles gets around to seeing it I don't know when he will but with that guys thank you so much for listening to this <clears throat> um, you know as always if you like us you know please give the podcast a decent review and if you don't like us let us know what you don't like uh, when this goes up, there's still your chance to win a copy of the Bone Graphic Novel. All you have to do is write a review telling us what you do or do not like about the Crown Commandos on iTunes. 
or putting it on our Facebook page. We have two copies to give away. We're going to take everyone that enters, just enter them in a random hat and fucking draw two. So even if you fucking said that we're dog shit, you still have a chance to win bone. So we'll be completely fair about that. That I promise. Thank you, Nate, for making our awesome intro music. And I don't have to sing any outro on this one because I'm saying thanks here. And, you know, thanks, guys. May the force be with you. This is Rooster, signing out.